With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All I want to be some kind of friend. All right, welcome back to the Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. And you probably can guess what the featured film is. Figured I'd let him finish it. Uh, he let you know, didn't he? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he wants you to be standing in it. Oh, man, what a great idea yeah. uh, for my man Jack, who switched it up on his mid-show. Uh, went from Space Jam to Purple Rain. And uh, the, the reasoning, the rationale was sound. None of us disagreed. Exactly. Basically, Jack, Jack, what'd you say? What was the reason you decided to switch up? I didn't want to play any R. Kelly. <laughs> the man just couldn't hey, think of the simple. He really it he, was simple, and he it just called simplistic. an audible mid show. Right. He, he right. said, "Guys, I, I didn't want to play R. Kelly." Me and Rob both looked at each other like, "I do not remember Purple Rain being in, <laughs> in the middle of Space Jam." <laughs> Would have been a way better movie if it had been. <laughs> exactly. uh, but you know what? We didn't get any complaints on the Spec Sex line no, either nope. about him switching up and the rationale because nah, I want to play R. Kelly. Everybody understands why you don't want to play R. Kelly. Exactly. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's for that. judging you for that. You want to jam R. Kelly in the privacy of your own home? Jam hey, it. it's a free country. Knock yourself out. But for public consumption, I get it. Yeah, I ain't mad at you. Because uh, he did have he did have some bangers. Did he? Oh, what? Yes. That's the tragedy. Yeah. That's part of the tragedy. Aura. The bad part of the tragedy is that he made some great songs. Yep. Now you feel bad. It's like, oh. If you, not feel bad, you just can't help but thinking about him during the song. And it's like, that's not. That's not what I really want to hear wants, right now. I don't want to visualize Exactly, that. about no. his transgressions. Yep. Um, line, there are a lot of uh, text about the uh, the tragic story of the submersal uh, that is still lost, has not been found. I think they're diligently looking for it until. Until they have to call them off. Until they have to call off the search. Yeah. Um, and I do. There are there are there are there are scientists that believe that this is this is only for the public and for the media kind of show that it's already done because they don't believe the submersal could have stand the withstand the the pressure right the psi pounds per square inch of yep. the pressure down that deep mm-hmm. so they think it might already be done but they heard knocking they don't know what the knocking is and maybe you know there's hope there's always, always hope there's always a little bit of hope uh and then there's also uh some people that said basically you know if you're with that makeshift uh sub that they decided to create that didn't meet any of the standards it's n- it's not likely that it would survive down there that long without an- another issue right. coming up some type that we cannot foresee so it does look bleak, and I hate, I feel bad for all because it's a it's two billionaires down there, a British one and a Pakistani billionaire. Mm-hmm. The Pakistani billionaire brought his son, nineteen year old son, with him, and he is probably not very happy right now. Oh, you know, you know, and Dad was trying 19. to get him there to get off his phone and come see real life. That was like the you know that was a pitch from the dad too. You should have told him. I would have told my dad, Dad, 
real life is above water. <laughs> but the, yeah, where yeah. the living are. Exactly. I want to hang out with the living. I want to hang you out wanna with You want to go visit the dead. I want to yeah. go hang out with the living. Couldn't you just tell me to go get a job oh, instead man. of going down there under water? That ain't for me, Dad. Sorry. Yeah, it's a Brian. There's a the stepson of the British billionaire. He got himself in hot water because he went to a. I'm not making this up. In the last 48 hours, he's went to he went to a Blink 182 concert and posted on social media about it. And his I'm not. This is a real post. This is what he posted. Yeah. Yep. It might quote. It might be distasteful being here. But my family would want me to be at the Blink-182 show, as it's my favorite band, and music helps me in difficult times. That's my kind of guy. <laughs> I'm like, did you see the, the, his next tweet where he tried to leverage it into meeting the band? No. He was like, guys, I'm real sad. My dad. <laughs> no. I told my dad I would do the exact same thing. Wow. If you were missing at the bottom of the ocean, I would absolutely leverage that he into tried trying to, to meet Blink-182. <laughs> see that okay you know what we thought the other guy the uh, assistant bowling coach who was married to the head bowling coach at Stephen F. Austin yeah. was a world class D-bag and a-hole because he was sleeping with one of the student athletes on the bowling team while his wife was the head coach and he was the assistant coach and then after that happened he said hey it's not against the law no it's just frowned upon that, that that's what that going to that concert was what? it's <laughs> not against the law and it's just frowned it is upon, upon. <laughs> that violates Several Title IX issues. Uh, I think yeah, yeah, that's a great point, Jack. It, I bet you're right about that. So not only is he yeah. a bad person, he's wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. And, well, a guy like that, he's probably wrong a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he seems uh, to be. He has never read Title IX. Well, it was his wife's know. fault. Uh, he, he, probably, he tried to gaslight his wife. Talking about uh, he used to be at home with the kids, but his wife was the one that pretty much, <laughs> you know, forced him out of the house to get that job and then look at what happened. Come what, on. See, it's your fault. Yep. You, if I would have been at the house you taking care of our kids instead of having to work and yeah. getting a job like you told me to get, yep. then I wouldn't have been banging a student athlete, one of your student athletes on your bowling team, have the job that you made me get. But I didn't want to get one. Because all I wanted to do was stay home. So it actually is her fault. Boom. However you want to break it down. Gaslighting. <laughs> yeah, gaslighting. 101. So I don't know which one's worse because that yeah. stepson, what's his name, Brian Shaz or something? That's, whew. He mad. Oh, you might be the worst person in the world today. That's pretty bad, man. That's no, he's, bad. Not, could, he's not worried about it because he's about to inherit a lot of money. <sighs> That is so true. Yeah, he's that about to so inherit true. a lot of money. That's probably why he's, he's out, out there, there celebrating. <laughs> he's hitting that people up so on OnlyFans. He's doing all that oh, stuff that right is now. so dark, but so true. He is yeah. Oh, you sick mofo. Yeah, he is definitely that. All right. Uh, let's get back to some sports items here. Specs X sign 512-337-3776. We didn't get to this story on our NBA topics, but it did hit today that uh, there has been an NBA trade made that is actually a really important pack for one and it may not it's definitely not gonna be the last one before the NBA draft is said and done but uh, Christos Porzingis has been traded the Celtics uh, based on Woj's uh, account here uh, Adrian Wojnarowski uh, it's about two hours ago said the Celtics are working on a trade to acquire the Wizards Christos Porzingis in a three-team deal that sends Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers LA would be sending Marcus Morris Amir Coffey and a 30th pick to Washington uh, he also went on to say Porzingis would opt in to his $36 million 23-24 option to make the trade happen and also points out that Boston's Danilo Gallinari would also be in the deal to the the Wizards when this is finalized. So it actually, and it'll help Boston. I mean, they 
they have no excuses. They didn't have excuses this past season mm-hmm. not to reach the NBA Finals. But certainly adding a talent like Christos Porzingis, um, I think, will give them uh, another quality option uh, offensively. I was actually, in my notes today, too, strangely enough, I was keeping up with all the NBA rumors and reports, and I was writing them down here in my notes. And in one of my notes, I say, should the Rockets sign Chris, or should the Rockets be interested in acquiring Chris Des Porzingis? Um, and I brought, and I put in here that his you know career average, not career average, but his twenty twenty three average, twenty three points per game, not bad. True shooting percentage around sixty three percent, not bad. He's only twenty seven. Mm-hmm. I know he's moved around a lot, so it makes him seem older, and he's had injuries, which make him seem older. But he's only twenty seven. He's not that right. much older. So I like the move for the Celtics, actually. If he can stay healthy, if he can stay, if healthy. he can stay healthy, that's exactly what the difference would be. A healthy Porzingis will definitely help your squad. But for him, his injury, his past, is he going to be competitive? Because I'm telling you right now, you come to Boston and you kind of play soft, they're going to let you know about yourself. So you best come out there and be prepared to play. But overall, on paper, this is a good-looking team. And for Boston, they've been leaving a lot of meat on the ball. Yes, they do. They've had great records. They've got Jason Tatum who thinks he is the next Coming of Kobe Bryant. He works like him. Then you got Jason, not Jason Tatum, but uh, Brown. Jalen Brown, baller. But can they go get it? Can they go and close out the deal? Win that championship? And that's to be seen. Yeah, I mean, I accept, they have no excuses, really. I mean, they got tons of talent. Um, and I guess the excuse was this year was the coaching. Yeah, that was the biggest. That's what they kept saying. They kept saying like, uh, "Well, we don't know this inexperienced coach. Uh, He doesn't have a lot of playoff experience, and he's getting out coached. Uh, Maybe that puts him at a disadvantage." They decided to keep the coach in a Mm -hmm. year where we've seen a ton of turnover in the NBA, and we're talking from high quality championship coaches. I mean, you could argue they could have the chance to upgrade at the coaching position, and they chose not. Yep. They chose not to do that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was a mistake now in retrospect that they probably should have and could have upgraded in that situation? Or They didn't do it soon enough. That's the thing. Mm. There were, a lot of people were already making moves. Okay. So they waited a little too late. They waited a little bit too late. They didn't wait a little. Um, yeah, okay. And look, they went to game I gotta seven. Go, I got to go back and look at the time. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? So you just you stretched it out. By that time, everybody else was getting picked up. I got to go back and look at the timeline, but maybe you're right. Maybe they just they wait a little bit too late. Yeah. I mean, we think about think about these numbers for Boston though, because I remember these from my notes uh, from the the last series with Miami. They went to seven. They the Celtics are tied with the 2018 Oklahoma City Thunder for the most losses as a favorite in a single season mm-hmm. since at least 2003. They had 29. 29 losses as a favorite. That's crazy. This season. Isn't that crazy? That's, that is, like that I said, tied for the most since 2003. That they, was a sick stat. I know. <laughs> I wonder if they made a mistake by keeping the coach. And, and like I said, they're making a change here with Chris Jasperzingas. But I'm not done. Keep this in mind. Boston finished with the most playoff losses as a favorite since 2008. Hmm. We haven't seen a, a a favorite finish with that many losses since 2008. With eight losses in these playoffs, they also, the Celtics, have the most losses as um, as more than a five-point favorite in that same mm. time span. They had more losses as a five-point favorite. They were tied with last year's Celtics team, unfortunately, with the most losses as a home favorite. Yeah. That's interesting. 
I mean, in the regular season and playoffs, Boston had the most losses as a double-digit favorite <laughs> since 2013. I ain't making up these numbers. This is, like, this is crazy. I don't even know how you could, how you could keep most of that together. Like, you had to make some serious moves. I the coach would have been the easier one to make. Um, also, among teams with at least five losses as a favorite in the playoffs, the Celtics had the second worst against the spread margin behind last year's Suns team that got beat in Game 7 by the Dallas Mavs in that embarrassing fashion. These numbers are crazy. Yeah, those those are deep, especially that 29, uh, 29 losses when they were favored. Yes. That is a scary, scary number. It's and m- if the people were paying attention during that time, they might have made a financial gain. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> uh yeah, that's I'll, I'll read this out again. The Celtics this season were tied with the 2018 Oklahoma City Thunder for the most losses as a favorite in a single season. Wow. 29 of them. Most losses by the way uh since at least 2003. So that tied with the Thunder. So the most since 2003. That's crazy. But the one that stands out to me that's almost uh it feels like it's it's unforgivable. Right. Is that this year, they had the most losses as a home favorite. How the hell are you losing as a home favorite? Who was the referees during those games? Don't forget you that, too. throw that out there, too. <laughs> yeah. And they had the most losses as a double-digit favorite. Like Basically, every time we were high on Boston, yes. they underachieved and disappointed us. Big time. And that, really, the playoffs tracked exactly with that narrative. So I like the Porzingis thing just because they had to make a big move. Because those stats I just brought up to you, those are compelling and, in my opinion, troubling. And they say a lot about this team, and I don't know if I think a coaching change would have helped and a move like Porzingis would have helped, but at least they did one of those. So, Well, Porzingis, like we said, if he can be healthy, this is going to help them a lot. And hopefully the new, the, the new coach, the old coach, can now understand how to use these guys and maybe be more vocal. I think that was what people were missing because he was so stoic on the sideline. Even if he – didn't say the right things, at least looked a little bit fired up over on the sideline. Uh, later on in that Heat series, when they came back, you start to see a little fire from him. But I, I think that he's there. You know, I don't know if he has enough. I believe he has enough skins on the wall yet to call out guys. But I'm with you. You got to do it. That's At that job. point, you, you, That's your you, job. yeah, I was going to say you set the tone That's for your that. Job. Yeah, and you let them know, hey, this is what it's going to be like because I'm not going to sit here and we are the best team in the NBA. Record wise, yep. How are we getting ousted? You know what I'm saying. How are we by the eight seat? Yeah, no. The the Celtics are the biggest disappointment in the NBA this year, this season, in my opinion. Agreed. I just gave you the numbers. Yeah. Found me a more found me a more disappointing. Story. Some people would go to the Suns, but the Suns. Remember that was kind of not mid season. They did that during the season and kind of recalibrated things for the Celtics. They've been working on this damn thing for like three years. Yes, sir. Yes, Come on, sir. man. We're working on this for a long time now. You guys are regressing. You guys are getting worse. <laughs> you are going backwards. <laughs> right? You, know you are mean? going backwards. So to me, they, they are easily the most disappointing story of the NBA season uh, this past season. So uh, we'll get some more NBA talk. Tomorrow we'll be uh, heavy NBA as well because we'll have a lot of NBA draft talk. Um, but also there is 
a lot of discussion that the NBA free agency frenzy and the trade market is going to heat up a ton just because of the new CBA that starts July 1st. We'll give you some more details about that, too. When we come back, though, we'll get into some uh, Major League Baseball discussion. We'll also give an update on the College World Series. Uh, we'll give an update on the Astros. Go Strolls! who we'll also were in action tonight. Uh, and also, uh, we'll give you talk about the Rangers a little bit, too. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Prince song. I Would Die For You is a very underrated Prince song. People don't talk about it enough. They talk about all the great Prince songs. Uh, it's a midweek movie music edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's my man Jack doing a great job. Uh, he takes songs from a soundtrack that inspired him. Uh, and based on those selections that are played, Hard's not supposed to gather clues and hints that lead us to the featured film of new music. Uh, sorry, not new music. Midweek uh, movie music. Uh, and that's uh, that actually it was two films this week. We started out yeah. with Space Jam, and now switched it up midstream to Purple Rain, which is arguably the greatest soundtrack in history. And I will put it up against any other soundtrack at any time. It, it, because if you think about every single song you just talked about, "I Will Die for You," oh, and how underrated of a song that is, and not only is it underrated, if you go back and you watch the performance mm-hmm. of that song oh, yeah. during Purple Rain. That is what got me going. To yeah, I, I, I would die for you. Is probably the fifth or sixth best song on on, on that album. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's how good it is. And it's yeah. a great song, but it's like it's like not even in the top five on yeah. Purple Rain. I don't know if there are any soundtracks that are better than Purple Rain. I I wouldn't think so either. Specs text line. Let us know if we're off. Jack, you're a music man. Soundtracks better than Purple Rain? I doubt it. I mean, yeah, just wall to wall prints. You're it's no way. It's right? hard to do that. I mean, uh. If you want to go in a similar vein, there's a few Beatles movies, but those are really oh, just they're those documentaries. Are, interesting. Though, right? no, I mean, they're basically promotional material. Ah. They just kind of run around and then they oh, stop yeah. down and play a song. Some so, of those silly movies like, back there. Hard the Day's beach, Night and, and they, stuff. Like, yeah, they're like giving like a weird name oh, for their Day's band. But the Hard Day's Night, I would argue, is not one of the Beatles' strongest albums. So okay. it is not better than Purple Rain. Well, mm. I don't have that on my what phone, so... Uh, we know you need more. <laughs> you need more diversity on your phone. You need more more women and more white people. More no, that's, it. that's white people. More women and somebody other than black people there you on go. your phone. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, could be anybody go. else. Okay, it could be anybody. You're like, you ain't got no Selena. No, nah, I ain't got no Selena. No Selena bro. on there. Yeah. Come on, I like man. It. I like no it. Rolling Stones. I like no it. Beatles. No Beatles. You need to put no Beatles on that. No joint. Beatles. Though. That's wild. Not to yeah. have one Beatles song on your entire iPhone. Or, no, I'll put I'll put it on the. Uh, it's like four songs that easily deserve to be on there. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just play it on that station. I'll go to that station. You just go to YouTube and yeah. play it when you get I'll a just go 
I, yeah, when I go there, I just go put it on there. My XM guy. I like that. Uh, yeah. the, the Astros were in a much better mood because they got to win. Guys, this is the kind of game you want to go to. You want to watch a game like this. The Astros beat the Mets, what was it, 10-8? to 8? You had 18 runs scored, 19 hits between the two teams, and 16 walks. Mm-hmm. They kept it moving. That was a lot of action. A lot of action in this game. A lot of action. Three-and-a-half-hour game in the pitch clock era. Woo. That's the crazy part about it. Huh? That is wild. Yeah, that's the crazy Diaz part going yard it. again. Can't keep him on the bench. Yes, yep. it's fantastic. Well, it is good that you got that much action. You don't care about how long the game is. <laughs> Nobody's complaining about how long the game is when you got that much action. And the Astros needed this win. They need to win a series. Uh, and they get the series uh, win over the Mets. Christian Javier actually had a subpar performance. I expected him to come out uh, slinging on the mound. They actually had a 4-2 deficit early on in this game mm-hmm. because Christian Javier just didn't have his stuff tonight. Astros found a way to uh, battle back. Bregman bouncing back, too. He needs to. They need Keep him. banging you it. Know, in Keep a way, yeah. might be Christian Javier's worst start of his career as he did give up a career-high five walks. Well, Ooh, no, no, I, I didn't mean, think about that. That's a good that point. Bad, yeah, he now did you're give right. up five walks, which... He does not walk a lot of guys. No, mm-hmm. he's normally around the plate a lot. That's a, that's so a good that's fair. Point. Yeah, so I guess the Astros are probably happy with their performance. But, yeah, Christian Javier, um, not really good for him. But uh, the Astros still got one. Of the, they still have the best ERA in Major League Baseball? Mm, At least they they're, did they're, they're close earlier this week. I don't know if they still do, but they're still one of the best uh, team ERAs in Major League Baseball. Really what they got to get going is the bats and the run support, and hopefully that turns around for the Astros. Well, you win a game 10-8. Yeah, you got to be putting some runs on the board uh, for the Rangers. The Rangers uh, aren't in action until seven, I believe seven ten, yeah. somewhere around there. It's the first pitch for the Rangers uh, tonight. And uh, last night, a heartbreaking loss for the Rangers. So hopefully they can bounce back. But against the Chicago White Sox last night, Ugh. yeah, uh, it was. They lost seven to six, and essentially, a very controversial play uh, ended up being the game winning run. Yeah. For the Chicago White Sox. And uh, it was reviewed, <laughs> by the way. Uh, it was reviewed, and still, even after the play was reviewed, the call for. And, and do they, do they, do their reviews actually go to a separate location? It goes to New York. It goes, so everybody's going to New yeah, York. Everybody goes, goes to New York. It's okay. some totally different, totally far away. And then, boom. And they still screwed it they up. They still messed it For up. For those who did not uh, catch it, uh, there was a play at home in uh, last night's game between the Texas Rangers and the White Sox in which the catcher, Jonah Heim, of the Rangers set up the side of a home plate, received a perfect throw from Travis Jankowski. Uh, they thought they tagged out Elvis Andrus, the former Ranger, to keep the game tied 6-6. White Sox challenged that call. Um, contending that Andrus was safe and that Hyam blocked the plate. And after the replay review, the team in New York City overturned it. And, of course, Bruce Bochy was not happy about that, earned another ejection, his second ejection, I believe, this week mm-hmm. <laughs> that he's gotten. Um, but I, after watching it, it has been, I don't know about unanimously, but it definitely seems that the majority of baseball fans out there, large majority of baseball fans out there and analysts believe this was an egregious miscarriage <laughs> of uh, of the officiating duties and Awful. responsibilities, and that yeah, this is a dang coaching mistake, and this was a horrible uh, mistake by the officials. And even after reviewing it, they still got it wrong, and it cost the Rangers a game. Yeah, and that, and, and and it does make sense for them to review it, but the disappointing part was when the review came back, the explanation was even worse. Because if, you, if you're if you watching the game or you've seen any of it that happened, 
you realize that that was not a blocking or impeding his progress to the plate. Matter of fact, he tagged him before he even got to the plate. And if he was going to be blocking the plate, he touched it with both hands. He slid all the way in. See, he touched the plate. Yeah, how would he have? So how, how would that be yeah, blocking? Yeah, how could you touch the plate? If he's right. The plate? If, if I'm blocking <laughs> the plate. Yeah. I'm so that, that, that's the worst part about it is – you know, these guys are playing hard. It made a perfect throw by the left fielder. It I mean, that throw right. couldn't have been Money. even better. Money. And I'm still trying to figure out why Heim was behind the plate as he was sliding. And he still was in the wrong place. You're right, because he gave him half he the plate. Gave him, yeah, he so gave him the your, plate. Your critique would be, hey, you should take up you more of the plate. You should have been <laughs> on the front side of that. Away, and that way yeah. you're swipe tagging like he did, but you're swipe tagging so far out that they can't even complain against it. Isn't that just a discretionary call by the umpire, though, whether someone's blocking the play? I'm sure there is a textbook definition of it, that if you're blocking the play and you don't have the baseball. Yes. Um, but when it's bang, bang, which is was close, it was close. It was it was easy. It was easy to identify that he had, you know, obviously got him out. Exactly. But it still was more bang, bang. Uh, and that's, that's more discretion, whether a guy's blocking the plate or not. And he was just wrong in his discretion. He was, that he was flat out like, wrong. No, that's well, not. the home plate umpire was actually right. The home plate umpire, the guy that overturned the, the, the guy it, that overturned it, yes, yes, I, I think yes. he was already doing something else. And he was like, yeah, yeah, call him out. Because he if he went back, because if you go back and review it and you see what everybody in the world saw, you made the wrong call. You made the wrong call. You made the wrong call, period. Yeah, because the umpire, and he's the one that actually had to deal with the blowback of the crowd. Exactly. But I'm sure he had to be upset, too, because he's like, I got the call right. And that's why Bochi, when he ran out, he was automatically tossed, because once you go to review, you can't argue it. Wow. Yeah, you, you know, can't say anything, because that is the last, that's the last point in the process. Exactly. There is no more There is none dispute. of that. It's yeah, it. None of this is going on after that point. Yeah, well, you know what, Bruce Bochy? He sometimes you have to get tossed. You sometimes do. it's necessary. He's been tossed and, all week. Yes, <laughs> but sometimes it's. And by the way, you could argue the last time he was tossed, it was necessary and justified as well. Right, for sure. The last because time, he, his batter Marcus Simeon didn't go past home plate on a check swing. Yeah. And they they rung him up too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah that's he, a bad look. Uh, but yeah, Bochi, he I love the way he kind of old man trots out to the mound too. I, th- I want to see him and Bucky in a race. <laughs> that's, that is how Bucky. That, that's what I'm that's saying. How Bucky I rushes. See him Bucky, yeah, that is how Bucky don't rushes. make me rush you. Yeah, Bucky don't run anymore. <laughs> Bucky will rush, and if he rush, he's like sliding his feet, which sometimes is bad for Bucky. Bucky always tells stories about how he trips and falls. Yes, he doesn't pick up his feet. Ding ding! He slides his feet too much. Yeah, that's why he falls out of porta potties and stuff like that. <laughs> pick your feet up. No, Bucky I tells that story about how he the fell out of the porta potty. I forgot oh about and that. I, <laughs> oh <laughs> Just man! Thinking about it is hilarious. Oh my gosh! Was it on Bevo Boulevard too? Like, I it hope like, it wasn't. I want to say it was like out, like on a tailgate in front of lots oh, of people. Oh my gosh! Bucky like fell out of the porta potty. But yeah, my Bucky tells that story. Buck. Bucky tells the best stories. Yeah, he does. All right, we'll come back. We'll try to do better and wrap this thing up and put it in the oven right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful on the horn. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here.
It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's... That is... Pop a top again. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Getting ready to wrap it up and put it in the oven. Before we do, we'll let you know what's on tap. If you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. Uh, all right, the Flex is coming up next, the Wednesday Night Flex. Uh, we just got a chance That's to right. meet Mason Cochran. Big boy. Uh, for the uh, quarterback for the uh, Round Rock, Rock, Rock Dragons, Dragons. but right. uh, also got it plays both ways for him a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, and is being recruited by some schools to play linebacker. Yeah. He's such a physical presence. Good, good looking athlete for sure. Plays basketball. Yes. Runs. He says he's going to run track this year too. 400. So he's going to run 400, which yeah. is a man's race. Grown man. Yeah. I don't you, want no parts when of you, that. When you train for the foe, you run you run 800s to train for the foe. Mm. I remember I ran the foe. Yeah, I don't that want no parts that. Of that ain't no joke. Uh, so Mason Cochran coming up next along with uh, Taylor, head football coach Irvin Flowers, and Corey Mose, the best dressed Mose. man in sports entertainment in the ATX or in Central Texas, is going to join him as well. I can't wait to see what he's wearing today when he walk in. He, he always he always surprises me, and he's always well-dressed. Yeah. You know what? He reminds me, you can never be overdressed. You can never be overqualified. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody lie to you. Or, yeah, you can't be, oh, you know what I mean? Someone say overqualified. What the hell does I that mean? I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. Uh, all right, what you got on tap for tonight? I got my cousin in town, so we're going to hang out at the crib and just catch up on everything. 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 I like that. Family yeah. is important. What you got on tap, Jack? Checking out some uh the prospects for tomorrow's NBA draft. Oh, he's doing research. Yeah, that'd research that'd for that'd the what? show tomorrow. Like that. Tom and Thompson. I know I like that name, Rob. Know I that like name. It. Okay, so we're going to do a heavy NBA draft tomorrow. No doubt. Don't about that. Uh, tonight, for me, I'll probably catch up on my trash TV. I got some Naked and Afraid I haven't watched. Oh, yeah. Love That's mm-hmm. real. You like that show? So weird, man. Yeah, it's so weird, man. I'm a man, Jack. He's Jack, a Jack is growing uh, on us. He is. <laughs> uh, all right, folks. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves. But more importantly, take care of each other. Peace.